Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. And I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got a wonderful, wonderful show in store for you with our guest on the line. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. And for those of you on the Facebook Live, you see a little bit of the brick wall behind me. And uh, yes, we're in the new studio. Everything's up and running and we're doing great. Uh, welcome to the video, Dino and Joe Sam. Oh, Joe Sam, you're, you're, you're really like following a lot. I really appreciate that. I see you almost every week. Okay, let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Okay, can you keep a secret? Let me tell you what happens. There'll be trumpets, fanfare, and parades. Happy tears, giggles, and hugs, shrieks of joy, fits of laughter, and reunions with best friends. There will be quiet reflection and revelation. Ahas, no ways, and of course, you have to be kiddings. Eventually followed by deep, often surprising, longing for what will by then be viewed as the dream life you led. You could plot it on a chart. The point, of course, is that you are now living that dream life. Tally-ho, the universe. <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. And this quote, I believe, kind of being uh, having a little fun with us about how, uh, you know, what things are going to be like Afterwards, in other words, when we transition and we go from physical to non-physical, we'll start looking back at like how wonderful and amazing and incredible this life is, even if it doesn't feel like it right now at the moment. You know, we we sometimes have a tendency to, you know, think that oh my God, like when I transition, when I'm purely spiritual, like then you know things are going to be amazing and great and wonderful, and oh, it's so difficult, and oh, it's so painful here and uncomfortable, and oh, I got to deal with this crazy person and that crazy person, and oh, I just can't wait to deal with spirit only. And what the universe is trying to remind us is that we waited a long time to come into this life and incarnate. That, like, this is the good stuff. Even if it doesn't feel like it in the moment, this is the good stuff. Even when we're angry and upset and triggered and, you know, or, you know, just, just feel like we're falling apart, this is the good stuff. And even when we feel like we just can't walk another step, that we are just so worn out, tired, beaten down, this is the good stuff. Because it's every single step that we take. It's every little bit that we do 
Like, this is what we came here for. And of course, it's not about feeling pain all the time. It's not about being depressed or sad or angry all the time. But it is about being present to this life and what it's offering and all the juiciness that we get being here physically that helps us to grow. That, that is what our soul came here to incarnate for. And that this is, you know, the, the, the joy, even if it doesn't feel like joy in the moment, this is the joy that we are here for. And yeah, sometimes it feels lonely. And yeah, sometimes there's heartbreak. But as someone once said, sometimes our heart breaks so it can break open. And that there is more here serving us and building us up in ways we cannot imagine than there is tearing us down. And indeed, I believe, and this is purely my hallucination, if you will, this is purely my belief that life does not bring us anything that we cannot truly handle. And that if there is some kind of breakdown, if there is some kind of falling apart, it's a falling apart so we can come back together in a better way. So, I like this quote from the universe. Because the point of it, of course, is that we are now living that dream life. Okay, let's see what Abraham has in store for us. My life is about my relationships. You will never find yourself in a point in time when the subject of relationships is not an active part of your now experience. For everything you perceive or notice or know is because of your relationship with something else. Without a comparative experience, you would be unable to perceive or focus any kind of understanding within yourself. Therefore, it is accurate to say that without relationships, you could not exist at all. Abraham. Now, this is a really, really important quote. Because, uh, you know, this is something that, that I've heard from many different teachers and many different people about the importance of relationships and how we truly do not understand how Everything is in relationship to something else. That without something else around us, there is no uh, consciousness. There is no awareness. There is no feeling. And I don't care if you're a monk in a cave and there's nobody around you. You're in relationship to that cave. You're in relationship to the fact that you're alone compared to what it was like when you used to be with people. It is always about a relationship. Uh, one of my teachers like to call it the relational field. It's that field of awareness that happens in between us and something else. And that something else can be another person. It can be an animal. It can be an inanimate object. It can be a butterfly. It can be a, a, a letter. It can be... Uh, your phone, whatever it is, we're always in relationship to something else. And really, in this life, 
one of the really juicy bits um, that we get to learn about is how do we show up in that relationship? Because oftentimes the relationship doesn't really have that much to do with the other, whatever the other is. It doesn't really have that much to do with your phone, with the butterfly, with the other person. It's more about how are we showing up in the relationship and what meaning are we making from the relationship? Is this a good relationship, a bad relationship? Do we like our phone? Do we not like our phone? Are we yelling at the tree because it's in our way? You know, what is the relationship that we are cultivating? Because that relationship is mostly about the internal dialogue we have with ourselves about whatever this other thing is. Because most of the time, the inherent nature of this other thing has very little to play with how we feel about it. Of course, it it has something to do with it. But come on. Let's be honest here. How many times have there been some misunderstanding between you and another person that you thought they said this or that and they really meant the other thing or, you know, because they didn't do something or they did do something that we made a whole bunch of meaning around it that when you finally talked to the person about it and clarified it, that had absolutely nothing to do with what was going on inside of them or what was going on at the moment. And, and it can be as, as simple as... Us getting upset because somebody is late and we're waiting, 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 waiting. We don't hear from them. We don't know what's going on. We can't reach them. And then we find out the, when they finally do show up that, you know, they stopped to help somebody who fell down or they got mugged or, um, you know, they, they got stuck in the train in the tunnel and they couldn't call or whatever it was that happened. Yet while we're there in relationship to them being late, we're making up all these stories and about why are they doing this to me? And they know this is an important meeting and they're late and they're this and they're that. And we make up all these stories and when they finally show up and we talk to them, we find out it has absolutely nothing to do with any of the things that we thought. So it is all about the relationships. Our life is one long relationship to how we relate to everything in our life. So, two wonderful, oh, I love these quotes. These are great quotes today. Not only that, but they're really, really good quotes for my guest. And I am very, very happy to introduce to you Sarah Wiseman, who is an author, an intuitive, and a teacher. Um, she experienced a spiritual awakening when she suddenly received spiritual teachings, which began, quote, the purpose of life is soul growth. She is the author of Messages from the Divine, and no put the book up here for those on the Facebook Live, but of course I'm on my phone so it looks in reverse. Um, Writing the Divine, Your Psychic Child, Becoming Your Best Self, and many other books. 
Since her spiritual understanding, since then, her spiritual understanding has broadened and her natural psychic abilities have fully manifested, allowing her to see beyond the veil. From this process of divine receiving comes her newest book, Messages from the Divine, where she answers timeless questions about purpose and life and shares 66 attainable lessons on how to live a soul-led life. Accompanying the book, she's also offering a free online course, which, which will allow you to dive deeper into the teachings. <clears throat> Sarah is the founder of Intuition University and has taught tens of thousands of students worldwide through her best-selling courses and books. She writes the award-winning Daily Divine blog and hosts the popular Ask Sarah and Spiritual Psychic podcasts with over 2.1 million subscribers. Wow, that's great, Sarah. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Hey, thank you so much, Sam. I am so happy to be here. Ah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm really uh, excited about this. Uh, when I uh, got your book and uh, they, they sent over your information, I was like, mm, yeah, this is my kind of people. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so I have to ask about, you know, sort of the, the awakening for you. You know, I'm always so curious about, you know, wh what was somebody's life like before and, and sort of what triggered that 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 awakening that moment where sort of you knew that this all this spiritual stuff wasn't just someone's fantasy but it was real yeah well you know i before um so i had a near-death experience in 2000 and that was like the oh. big the big marker for me ah. um of ch of when i changed and i really wasn't um i really wasn't I didn't have any spirituality before that. I had uh, religion, mm -hmm. but I didn't have it um, for myself. You know, I didn't have my own relationship with the universe. So that was, um, and it was just an incident in, in a plane, and everything worked out okay, but the trauma of the event uh. Uh, just super shifted, you know, my understanding of just facing mortality like that is is you know people who've had lots of people have had these experiences where they right. realize like this is one lifetime and so how are we going to approach how are we going to approach that and mm. that was just the beginning of my old life kind of just falling away and this being wandering on the path for many years sort of lost trying to figure mm. out um what I thought and, and what my, like you said, relationship was mm -hmm. to this life. And um, so it was a lot of years. And then I started receiving uh, channeled, channeled writing um, in a little bit in 2004. Mm -hmm. Not too much. I kind of was like, go away. <laughs> Don't want to do this. <laughs> right. And then um, a big bunch, uh, the first batch, the 33 lessons in 2008, Okay. And that was the first wow. extended, um, um, I, I'm not like, um, Esther Hicks. I don't receive through my voice. I receive right. through writing. Okay. All right. I want you to hold it there. Catch. I want you to hold it there. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that process, like in between the event and when things started to come out and, and what that was like for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sarah. 
Okay. All right, wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. A quick shout out to the people on the Facebook Live. Jane, Andrea, Leigh, Vincent, thank you guys for joining us on the Facebook Live. Um, and you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Sarah Weissman, uh, author of the book, Messages from the Divine. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Sarah Weissman, <clears throat> author of the book, Messages from the Divine. So, Sarah, uh, I just got to ask you a little bit more about the event because you, you have me really curious because you said it's something that happened on a plane. So is this something that like uh, 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 happened like midair and you were like a long way off from being able to get treatment and stuff? Oh, um, it was... Um it was an instant on the plane, so uh, we thought we were going to, the, the oxygen masks came down, and I guess oh. there wasn't any oxygen in the cabin, and then we had to make, and we, we didn't know what would happen, but what eventually happened was um, making an emergency landing, and uh, oh, wow. I was, yeah, I was with my three children who were like eight and five and three or four months old at the time. Ooh. And so it was just this, um, it was just this moment of having your life flash, you know, in that mm. classic way that the movie of everything, like you were, you were saying that everything, you know, to our great delight. And I realized um, the enormous blessing my life had been. Mm. And I realized that if, if, if this were it, you know, how rich and full that had been. And then I kind of looked into the cat, I was in the cabin and the whole area just became filled with like this radiant, resonant, golden 
light, and I just knew, I'm going to use the word I identified with then, I just knew God, like I just experienced it fully, and even with all the, you know, the various religion and so forth, I'd always believed in God or the divine, but I never, I never experienced it at that full enlightenment way, and then as it turned out, you know, we made the landing, we were all okay, it all worked out, but I was completely changed. I was just completely changed from that. So so now that happened, you said, like in the year 2000. Yes, Um, correct. But but you said that, like, things didn't start sort of creeping into your consciousness until about 2004. Yeah, I I would say it was, um, you know, the despair of the soul kind of time period, those Mm -hmm. four years. Mm Mm-hmm. I think because nothing fit anymore. I had this mm. awareness, but I didn't have any vocabulary for it. Right. I didn't have any spiritual background. I didn't uh. know what a what a guide was. I didn't know what meditation was. I didn't even know what the universe was. I just <laughs> I was just lost. Right. And so it was it was that wandering in the desert trying to figure out. And I mm. think Sam too. What's weird to me is that you know. There were so many resources, but I couldn't seem to find them. Uh-huh. It's like I, I just was meant to wander maybe right, for a while right. and, and really process everything that had happened and sort of be, find my own path rather than I didn't find a teacher. You know, I didn't, right. I didn't find someone that could explain it. I was just sort of, okay, now what? It was a very confusing mm-hmm. time. I bet, I bet. And and did the, your family and the people around you kind of notice this change in you? And did they see you like being a different person? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't know what they, my children were very young. Right. Uh, my dad, my dad passed during that time. So there was a uh, lot in the family. And then I ended up getting divorced from my first husband during this uh, despair okay. of the soul period. So, you know, everything fell away, basically. Gotcha, everything gotcha. of the old life fell away. And then, as you said before, like you started, you know, getting these sort of intuitive insights. You kind of like, eh, nah, go away, go away. But I guess they kept coming back. And, and what was it that finally got you to sort of relax and open to it and just accept it? Hmm, that's really interesting. I haven't thought about that part. I think hmm. over those years, I started to, um, not not the first, maybe like around 2004, I started to do uh, two things. I started to do ecstatic dance, which for people that ah, don't, yes. don't know what that is, it's like this really free form, it's like dancing to get your processing, right. <laughs> processing done, sort of. And um, I started to do that, and I started to meditate. And so I think those two things began to open up this channel. Hmm. Um, it's just like I just had to op- I had to find a way to open. And when I finally found those two practices, um, I think I realized, yeah, this is going to be okay. It just okay. allow things to flow. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Okay. And so you said that like you kind of got like the first burst of of information that was like 33 uh, lessons. Um, 
But this book, uh, Messages from the Divine, like this is your most recent book. You've written several, I mean, many books before this. Um, what kind of nudged you in the direction of saying, okay, I need to like publish a book, the first one? What was your first book? The first book was called Writing the Divine. And okay. um, so I, I received those 33 lessons in channeling and I kind of had them and I didn't really... I didn't really know what to do with them. I wanted to be a novelist at that time. Ah, uh, okay. I wanted, I wanted to write a chick lit. That was, <laughs> that was my, my goal. <laughs> this is I'm just, you know, flat out honesty, you know, whatever. Uh -huh. um, and, a, and by this series of strange events, I connected with an agent. I was searching for an agent and I put in spirituality mm -hmm. and one name popped up and that person was like, no, probably I can't, none of this is going to work. And, and then a little while later she um, emailed me and said, how would you like to write a book on channeling? Not, a, mm. not about the 33 lessons, but, and I, I just said yes, even though. I didn't really know how to do channeling. <laughs> I, I, I did channeling, but I didn't know how it, oh, right. I didn't know how the process worked. Right. So here I had this amazing, you know, that I would get to write a book and I didn't know anything about how my own process is like asking a painter, how do you paint? Like, right, I don't right, know, right. you know, I just, I just do it. Right. And so that began this process of, okay, let's break down how intuition is working for me. Like, so I could begin to teach other mm -hmm. people how to do it. And I think, I kind of think that's my purpose um, mm. on this planet is to teach other people ways they can connect for themselves, you yeah. know, like to teach the skills right. uh, so that people can have that direct connection. Right, right. And so, like, once you wrote that first book, uh, I'm assuming it must have been well-received because you've written several books since then. Did, did that kind of surprise you? Um, it was, it was um, very much at that point, when you asked the question about how did your family relate, it was very much a, a coming out or a stepping into this new, like claiming this new identity as an intuitive. Right. And um, my, <laughs> my mom was very excited that I had this book coming out and she kept saying, you know, well, tell me what it's about. And all I could say was, it's about writing, mom. <laughs> I couldn't tell her. <laughs> it's channeling. I'm an intuitive. We didn't have that in my family, you know. And so that was a journey together to kind of, uh, like what? What do you? Why are you doing this weird stuff? And it's like, mm. oh, mom, you know, uh, it's it's who I am. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're getting a lot of love on the Facebook Live for that from our friend uh, uh, Bahar. Yeah. Thank you, Bahar. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, um, besides your mom, did you have other family that that like you're, you're trying to <laughs> maintain a normal relationship with while all this stuff is changing around you? Well, I only had my dad had passed, yeah, and um, and so there was just my brother, uh, and uh, he was kind of firmly in my mom's camp. Of, uh, he's a guy that likes like soccer and pubs, and you know, and he's just like, <laughs> no, <laughs> right? But right. it's okay. Like you know, we don't all have to be on the same 
path, right? right, it, right. It's just lots of paths. So. Right. All right, cool, cool. And, and as your kids started getting older, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of like all they knew. Um, did, did your kids kind of respond differently to you over time? Were they kind of like, oh, that's mom being weird? Or were they pretty accepting? Or were they kind of like, mom, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I think um, my older daughter was not, um, so she was more like in mid-high around Mm -hmm. a lot of this, or, you know, like older child to mid-high. And so she kind of wasn't into it, didn't want to hear about it. But the other two who were younger, I mean, and they're all completely um, psychic, all of them. They all have these abilities. um, Uh Uh-huh. But on, the two younger ones were, they were, they just felt it was normal, whereas the older one um, kind of wasn't her thing. Mm, gotcha. And I, I think, I think that's really, I think it's really important that, um, again, that idea of like, my path is just one way of looking at, of being in right. a relationship, like you were saying earlier, to the universe, right? Right. And right. if somebody has something that's working for them, um, who am I to say, you know, right. that, that, right. that my way is better or something? Right. Of course. Of course. Of course. Okay. All right. Let's take another quick break. And when we come back, let, let's start talking about messages of the divine and, and like what's actually in this book and, and what your intention was around it and what kind of reaction you're getting to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, wonderful. And everybody, please stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we're talking to Sarah Wiseman, author of the book Messages from the Divine. And we'll be right back after these non-messages from the divine. Or maybe they are messages from the divine. I don't know. Let's see. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Sarah, uh, you've written actually several books. Um, Writing the Divine, you said, was the first. How many books have you written in total now? Um, there's been this, uh, seven books total. Seven books, wow. Um, so now this one, Messages from the Divine, um, how is this one different from the other books? Oh, uh, this one's really different. Um, this one is a complete, completely channeled with, mm-hmm. uh, there are 66 lessons and 66 tiny little exercises that follow each lesson so a lot of people are calling it like a spiritual guidebook Ah. some people even called it it's a spiritual course which I thought was kind of interesting and then I also added what's not channeled I added some little stories from my own life in just to kind of break it up a little bit but um, you can just it's the kind of book that's written in very short sections so you can just open it to any page and just kind of read the lesson that's there for you, you know, that you open to. Gotcha. Or you could read it start to finish, um, kind of just this, a very easy, very easy approach to getting into the material. Because the lessons themselves are, some people say they're really easy, and some people say they're really complex. And hmm. I think um, kind of like, uh, Mike Dooley's or Esther Hicks or it's like you read it at the level of your own consciousness and it meets mm-hmm. you if you're just starting it meets you there if you've been studying for a long time it meets you there so oh. I don't really know if it's easy or hard but I think it's it, it, there's something about it like it meets e- each person where they are on their path gotcha so it's not written for a beginner it's not written for an advanced person it's just written and then n- no matter where you are sort of in your path uh, there's something in it for you yeah exactly exactly wow. now you had said before like when you sort of got your initial sort of stuff that you got 33 lessons I'm assuming those are probably half of the lessons here, and then another 33 lessons came down through you. Um, no, actually. Oh, okay. uh, so the, the first 33 lessons were part of the first book, and then gotcha. okay. this book, Messages from the Divine, is actually book one is it, within the book. There's part one is 33 lessons, and mm-hmm. then there's a second part that's additional 33. Ah, uh, Okay. And so, uh, how is this different from the first book? Um, the first book was, I think, more, the lessons themselves were more elementary. They were more okay. basic. And I feel like this book, Messages from the Divine, is uh, almost like the 33 lessons was like the prequel to this real work that I was uh, building up to okay. being able to channel. Mm-hmm. Because channeling is pretty complex like you have to listen really carefully when you're mm-hmm. typing mm-hmm. and um i think probably the first book of channeling i didn't have those chops down really yet uh, uh, okay. i couldn't do that extensive level of channeling but with this book um i think my concentration uh was at a higher level over, you know, from over the years of all these spiritual practices. So, so was there anything that kind of came through? Were there any lessons that came through for this book that kind of surprised you? That kind of like after you wrote it, you look back down and went, wow, I never thought of that. Yeah, you know, I would, I would say 
almost all of it. (laughs) 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 It's just, uh, I don't really, you know, when I channel, I don't really, this particular book was channeled in the early, like being woken up and channeling in the early hours. And so I, I wasn't very aware of anything that was coming through. I was just like, okay, I'm being asked to receive. Mm-hmm. And it took several months. So I would be getting up every morning, awakened, go out, mm-hmm. start, here I am. Right. Here I am, guides. Right. <laughs> and like, I wish it weren't so cold and rainy, <laughs> but yeah. here I am. And uh, I, I just don't even know what came through until pretty much until I looked at what I had. I was just kind of following the process or surrendering to the process. Uh-huh. So, so it was a relative, it sounds like this was a surrendering to the process was a relatively new process for you in that it, it, you really like opened yourself up to allow whatever would come through to come through in a way that you hadn't necessarily done before. Right. Because some of the, some, some of the other books were, um, you know, more just from my brain, hmm. a how-to book. And this mm-hmm. book is just not, I moved myself over and uh, just let the guides come through. Uh, so now that you've kind of experienced that for yourself, like what advice would you give somebody who is trying to write something intuitively or channeling or, or just allowing something to come through? What, what advice would you give them? give the advice to allow yourself to be really patient and Mm. kind of consider it like an unfolding that might take many years to happen. Mm. And I don't think it's a bad thing to open slowly. I think sometimes when people open really quickly, it's hard to integrate this new awareness. So I I was very um, grateful that all of this took, you know, on the path already for 18 years. And it's like, I'm grateful it was slow. I don't know if I could have dealt with it that much faster. And and how long did it take you to actually write this book? You know, I'm not exactly sure, but it took a couple months for sure to the channeling itself. Oh, I know that I was getting up like every morning. I was just like, Oh, (laughs) Again, I'm up doing this because it was very um, disruptive to the, you know, I had kids at home and sleep, my youngest daughter here. and It it was just like hard to get up early. And then like you have the whole rest of your day. And then at night I I would be like, (laughs) I have to go to bed early in case this happens again. It was just it was just a an intensive time. Oh, so it wasn't like you you sat down and you planned out and said, "Okay, I'm going to spend this time writing." It was more like they woke you up and said, "Okay, come on, you got to go write. Here's some more stuff for you." And it would just wake yeah. you up and you'd oh, interesting. It was exactly like that. And wow. Even on the weekends, you know, that there was no no rest. <laughs> weary. It was yeah. just like we're doing this. We're we're receiving this thing now. Yeah, the like, spirit okay. spirit doesn't know the difference between Saturday and Tuesday. those guys yeah 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 wow wow but two months that's pretty fast um uh wow that's really something Uh, is there a favorite part of the book for you i mean after you like went through it and you read it or like is there a certain chapter or lesson that that like really resonated with you more than another you know i really like the second part of the book especially because 
uh, and that talks about this idea of everything is your the first part talks about we're here to live from our soul we're here to mm. not live from our mind or ego but from mm. our from our soul and what happens when we begin to have that understanding of ourselves as souls first mm. so that is beautiful mm. and the part that I found the most um, for me personally is the second part of the book is about everything is your answer and how to have this direct ah. connection with everything. And I especially love these parts about connecting with, um, like you were talking about, again, this relational idea, like we are in relationship to everything um, not just people, not just animals, not mm. just living nature, but also objects and ideas and beliefs, mm. you know, everything is continually communicating. And I really enjoyed that idea of um, nature communicating with us in a, in, a two, in a way that we aren't aware of very much anymore. You know, in ancient right. times, we used to have this connection with nature as if it were another person and we've kind of yeah. lost that and I, I love that aspect of and that's been my experience is that nature is this uh, very active communicator as a as a messenger of divine guidance yeah I see you have a, a chapter here in the second part called divine opening and it says, and like some of the lessons, the titles are how meditation opens you, how nature opens you, how music opens you, how sex opens you, how peak experiences open you, how stillness opens you. So it all kinds of opens us if we allow it to, doesn't it? Right. If we allow ourselves to kind of uh, either dissolve into everything or connect into everything, we just allow ourselves to be that itself but in our human life right. we allow ourselves to connect to all of it all at once right right yeah i mean i've had that experience myself of you know being in nature like hiking you know i, I live in new york city you know in the biggest cities in the world and it, it's like getting out into nature is such a different experience um and and i i i you know, kind of have the experience, but then I always have to remind myself that it's about integrating that experience into my life when I come back. Right. And I think that's something. Yeah. Well, even, even in an urban area, um, I was just in Denver for an event. That's not, you know, as big as New York at all, <laughs> but, um, at all but but even so like there's the divine is everywhere you yeah. don't have to be in the forest it's, yeah. it's everywhere yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> and and like you said even stillness opens us music opens us you know sex opens us mm -hmm. you know the relationship can open us i guess my question is always okay now once we've been opened now what do we do with it what does that mean for the rest of our life? What is that? How does that affect our actions and our being in our day-to-day -day life? Yeah, and that's the part where we, that's that idea of we begin to live from our soul first mm -hmm. instead of from our ego slash, I call it 
personality a lot instead of ego. It just works uh, better for me. But yeah. we start mm-hmm. letting the soul be the the driver instead of the personality, and then it's almost like we get onto this different, completely different train track. It's like when mm-hmm. the personality's in charge, it's kind of a lower level. Cooler. (laughs) When the soul's in charge, we're really accessing. We're in the. We move forward easier. Everything's more effortless. We have more enjoyment. We're connecting more. Just we receive guidance better. It's just. It's just a much easier and more joyful way to live. Okay, great. Well, I have a question for you. After we come back from break, I want you to start thinking about, and that is. How do we allow the soul to be more in charge? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So think about that. Time for our last break of the show. So we will be right back with author Sarah Weissman in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. with your body shape or size ever feel out of control with food i'm elizabeth tripp your host of nourish the soul join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life join us every wednesday at my new time 7 p.m eastern standard time on talkradio.nyc Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Sarah Weissman, author of the book, Messages from the Divine. So, Sarah, before we went to break, I asked you, how do we allow the soul to be more in charge and let the personality kind of be a little less in charge? Um, so it, it's very interesting because... Uh, A lot of people have a different outlook on this, but what I've found is that as when we live from our soul, Mm -hmm. the soul isn't here to lead. When we live from our soul, you know, like like this idea of um, thinking about our goals and what we want and going forward with that, it's actually a different, 
the flip side of that, the soul is here to follow in the flow of the universe. Mm. So if we follow the synchronicities, if we follow, mm. we go into you know meditation and, and receive guidance from the universe, if we're following all the ways, like it's like the universe is just continually nudging us into this flow state. And if we just keep going to that flow state instead of trying to create it on our own, um, we're just led to these amazing uh, experiences and possibilities. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a little different way because I think, you know, we, we have been taught for a long time that we choose our vision and then we go for it. But this is right. almost like, let the universe choose your vision <laughs> and trust. Uh, that's that's going to be your your highest possibility. That's so funny because, you know, when, when people ask me about, you know, what's your vision, what's your goal, what do you imagine for the future? And I'm always like, I just feel like the universe has a much better imagination than I do. <laughs> you know, because, Absolutely. because the truth is like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I could never imagine that I'd be doing today what I'm doing today. Right. Uh, you know, between the radio station and the wellness center and my shamanic work and working with people and being a healer. You know, I had, none of this was my plan. None of this was in my goal. And, you know, I, and I did the personal development stuff. You know, I went to the seminars where you come up with your vision board and your dreams and your goals and the this and the that. And yeah, my, I think my soul was like, yeah, that's nice. That's not where you're going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, leaving leaving room for some surprises because that's right. so interesting. It's it's such an interesting life that right. way. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Just to be open to the currents of life, to see where they take you, because you know maybe where you're meant from, from where you thought you were meant to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you have a, a course that you offer to people for free. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I think my listeners would be interested in that. Yeah, it's an 11-week online course, and it's, it's self-study, so you can just go into it anytime, and it'll just be there you know, for years mm-hmm. uh, if you want to check it out. But you just go to the website, sarahweisman.com, and it's a... It's a companion to the book. It's kind of like a study uh, guide for the book okay. to help people move through it. Ah, okay, wonderful. And, and just to be clear on the website, it's Sarah, S-A-R-A Weisman, W-I-S-E-M-A-N.com. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Wow, that's really nice. So it's kind of like an on-demand course where, you know, you can kind of go to it and, and you, you pick up where you left off and continue on. Exactly. So you can, you don't have to be stressed about the pacing. You can do it your own way. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you have a very successful podcast, I understand. Yeah, I do. And I don't really know. It's a call-in show. So I do, Uh uh, well, I have two. One of them's a call-in show and then the other's some teachings. Um, But I've been doing it for a long time. And uh, I think people like, you know, I do live readings. And uh, uh-huh. it's kind of like a, a service. I want to, I don't do a whole lot of readings personally anymore, mm-hmm. so I, I uh, wanted okay. to make that available to folks. Oh, okay. That's nice. And, and when can people, where and when can people listen to that? 
Um, it's uh, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, so I think that's... 4 p.m. Eastern Time. 4 okay. p.m. for you guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could just go to the website, it's under podcast. That'll give uh, you the links there. Uh, okay, wonderful, wonderful. And, and your books, uh, Messages from the Divine and Writing the Divine and all the others, they're available where? Um, well, Messages from the Divine is pretty much available at bookstores and Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and okay. whatever, you know, all the many places. And then the other books are available on my website right now. Oh, okay. Or, or actually on Amazon. Right. They're on Amazon. Ah, wonderful. And we'll post links to them when we post the podcast. So um, if anybody uh, watching the Facebook Live or hearing this live, um, when it gets posted to talkradio.nyc, we'll make sure they have links in there. Um, and are you working on another book now? Are you in the midst of your next book? Or does Spirit give you a little bit of break in between? <laughs> Well, I've got about half of another book, but it's been a little odd because part of it came through, uh-huh. and then it st- and then it stopped. Ah, okay. <laughs> and so I don't know. I don't know. Like I can't. I can't get the the pump going by myself. Like I just have to receive gotcha. it. So we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. Do, do you have a, what the theme is for that book? Yeah, it's all about. Um, our past life and our relationships, like our soul circle, hmm. is kind of the idea there. Uh, but again, I don't know if that will come to fruition or not because I've only received a little bit of it. So right, we'll see what happens. Right, right, or it could transform into something else in the process. Yeah, who, I'm just waiting to be led, sort of, basically, at this right, point. Right, right. So... Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, since the near-death experience and since your awakening and all this stuff and the channeling, I mean, this has, like, affected your life in a very, very profound way. Um, You know, when people take your courses, read your books, or or, uh, I guess you used to do readings for people, um, what do you see, like, tends to happen to people when they get exposed to this kind of material? Well, I think that... um what used to happen years ago um, was that people were not as awake as they are now, like yeah. in a general. And, mm-hmm. and so it used to be a little more jolting, like they would ah. have these awarenesses. And, and now people are super awake. And so what I'm finding is that, say, when I'm teaching intuition to a group of like so-called beginners, uh-huh. everyone now... Ten years ago, they couldn't do this, but now everyone just gets how to do it immediately. Oh, so wow. we're, as a collective soul, mm. we are all lifting up and we're all having this access to intuition and expansion and connection. It's happening for everybody. Wow, wow. So do, do you get a sense, do you, do you have a sense of like what the future, where we're going, or, or is that kind of as much a mystery to you as it is to the rest of us? Well, one thing that's really interesting to me is um, I did a, a show with a millennial audience, and, mm-hmm. and I believe that the millennial, um, the digi- digital connection and so forth, it's teaching a type of telepathy Mm-hmm. that we don't know how to do exactly yet. But I think oh. that that is what, uh, I think that, that uh, telepathy is 
the next thing. And we aren't, you know, we aren't there today, but right. think of when we, you know, first had phones with phone wires, right? Yeah, and that's, yeah. Now we don't even need the wires. So right. I think we're on our way to that. And also that idea of oh, holograms, you know, it's, 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 it's sort of like, Sam, just like watch Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> and they laid it all out for us. Yes. You know how it's going to be. I don't know how that how that happened but uh, a lot of yeah. those things that are there of, of m- moving through the boundaries of time and space we're going to uh-huh. be able to do that very cool, very cool. Yeah, you know, I've heard a few people lately talking about sort of the collective mind or the hive mind about how we're becoming more and more connected. And I, I just even individuals, you know, tell me about how, you know, they think about a friend and then their friend calls them like that night or the next day. And, and, and people yeah. getting these intuitive hits about, you know, something just happened and they check in with somebody and they find out, um, you know, something good going on. Oh, and we got a comment on the Facebook Live from Elizabeth, a fellow Talk Radio Dead NYC host. She says, very cool, great info. Thank you. So I think Elizabeth likes mm. her stuff. Uh, Elizabeth herself, a rather uh, tune-in, tapped-in uh, person herself. Um, well, um, Sarah, I could talk to you for hours. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're, we're kind of running <laughs> out of time. Uh, again, if anybody wants to get any information, uh, Sarah Weissman, uh, S-A-R-A-W-I-S-E-M-A-N.com. Um, I know you're, you're out there on the West Coast, but you have to promise me if you ever come to New York City, you got to look me up so I, <laughs> we can get together and share a cup of tea and maybe we'll get you live in studio, do something fun, okay? Absolutely, and I hope to get out there sooner or later. And so, And thank you so much for having me on this wonderful, wonderful show. I just really, really am enjoyed the interview thank you oh you're quite welcome thank you and thank you for taking the time to to come on the show and and thank you my audience my loyal fans thank you so much without you there is no show so i truly appreciate all of you whether you're tuning in on the podcast on the reruns on talkradio.nyc on iHeartRadio, on itunes um or live or on our facebook live stream so thank you all for tuning in we had lots of interesting uh, viewers who I haven't seen for a while uh, uh, Dennis, Moon uh, uh, Ashok Anne, Chuck Nicole, Elizabeth Chava, Lily thank you all for tuning in I appreciate you all remember we've got more live shows tomorrow Friday from 11am to 2pm and I will talk to you next week take care You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, this is Bruce Chamloff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world. 
right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network 